Medigap, Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental, three terms that mean the same thing. I'm going to give you the update for 2022 starting now. Other videos do touch on this, and this is kind of the challenge and the complication for yourselves. Even a single phrase, a single mention about a particular topic can affect you very, very differently, entirely changing your decision-making process. For newcomers to Medigap, very simple. Medigap is a standardized, grandfathered contract. In other words, Plan N from carrier number one is identical to Plan N from carrier number two. Read on your screen, it's the same irrespective of the number of carriers that you receive them from. Note that the carrier is not required to offer all the plans which are lettered here from A through N. Once you satisfy the Part B deductible, then Medigap literally minimizes your out-of-pocket expenses to virtually zero. There can be exceptions to that. You can see slight differences across the plans. Notably, Plan N, a very popular plan, includes extra copays for office visit, emergency room visits, as well as it doesn't cover the Part B excess charge. You can see lots of other videos here on this channel which make those comparisons. The fact of the matter is the premium for Medigap is higher than that of Medicare Advantage. In many locations throughout the country, a Medicare Advantage plan can be found with no additional premium. You do need to be enrolled in Part A and Part B. Let's talk about price increases, meaning the rates at which premiums will increase over time. The price increases are inevitable. The carrier has the right to increase prices based on what they think the projection of claims and the cost of covering those claims to be. That said, the carriers have to use 80% of all premiums received on claims. This is called the medical loss ratio rule, MLR. Carrier needs to prove this to the state in which they're offering the Medigap plan. Again, no shortcut here. These are in stone. So the idea that the carrier number three is going to randomly jack up rates by some unreasonable amount is just not likely. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's that pleasant to see that your price has increased by X percent in a year. What I am saying is the path at which they receive that answer, that you got that premium increased, isn't as random as you may believe. There's a third thing, and it does relate back to the fact that Medicare Advantage has become this much more popular through time. As mentioned in other videos, Medicare Advantage almost half the market, very likely to exceed that very soon. As a result, you have to think that this is creating competitive pressure on existing Medigap carriers. Can the carrier change the language and coverage? The answer is no, period. They cannot change the language. Can they increase your premiums as a result of your specific claims history? No. Again, not possible, not allowed. Period. These are indisputable. No question about it. One reason Medigap is very popular is because of your access to healthcare providers. Medigap has no network. That means you can take your Medigap card to any healthcare provider that accepts federal Medicare they will accept your Medigap plan. One of the long list of reasons that I don't suggest getting insurance advice from a healthcare provider is that sometimes there are errors 
in which case even billing offices mistake the identity, the look and feel of your Medigap card and presume it to be Medicare Advantage. I've even had to personally resolve a situation where the billing office manager, billing office person said, we don't accept this card. The medical office billing person misidentified the card as if it were a Medicare Advantage policy. The simple reason is that certain carriers offer both Medigap and Medicare Advantage. In fact, in your location, that is likely the case. I frequently get asked, since the plans are all the same from carrier to carrier, do I simply choose the cheapest carrier? Before I answer that directly, let me just say that actually you getting the tr price transparency, meaning that you getting the accurate, most competitive price across carriers is not that easy for everyday consumers to locate. If you call the 1-800 number from a carrier, that carrier isn't going to be able to share the premiums charged by other carriers for the same plan. And of course, that carrier is motivated to have you enroll in their plan. The issue is that household discount is a, not a standardized definition. And what I mean that by that is that what a household discount means to carrier number one may or may not be the same as household discount in number at carrier number two. Blah, 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 I can't talk. I've only had to hit re-record like a hundred times anyway. So anyway, in addition to that, the degree of household discount can vary from state to state, carrier to carrier. So you can't call your sister two states over and say we got a household discount of X percent from carrier one. The reason is that same carrier two states away may have a different household discount percentage. In addition to that, carrier number two may define what household discount is entirely differently. For paid subscribers to Jay's Corner, the link below, you get a free look at the entire market. And by the way, no intrusive calls. In addition to that, we're not going to send out any contact information to any other party. So now that we've got a set of prices and carriers, do I still choose the cheapest carrier? The fact of the answer is no. I'm not going to tell you that you, you pay 40 extra dollars per month, $480 a year for carrier number two, if carrier number one is that much cheaper and if all else is equal. Of course, I slid in the if all else is equal intentionally. And the reason is that these carriers can have different ways that they are increasing Medigap premiums. Is it easy for you to just look at historical data, which does exist, to be able to compare the different rates of change and be able to use that as your basis? Certainly that is a starting point. That said, it's probably just the first layer of things that I look at when I'm comparing carriers. A number of other considerations. First of all, for me, it is about the transparency of the billing because the reality is that sometimes controversies can occur. Sometimes billing mistakes happen. You may have a question. You may call me and I will follow up for you. The issue is they're trying to contact the carrier. Certain carriers, you get a direct line. I get the direct answer right away, meaning that I'm put into contact with the person who can actually give me the answer. In other locations, this is so fragmented that I am get put on death hold. Even me, 
with a phone number that isn't yours, we get the runaround as well. I can understand why you're frustrated. So you can understand in a world where the premiums are that competitive, I literally can find you a price tie in certain locations. I'm simply steering us clear of those carriers which are going to give us administrative problems in the backdrop. There are other reasons to choose one carrier versus the other. And some of it does relate to Medicare Advantage, which is that the competitive pressure being applied by Medicare Advantage is so tough that, in fact, even Medigap carriers are starting to add further discounts as well as access to dental and vision at price points that do not exist in the private market. Medigap alone doesn't include dental and vision. The idea of fitness club discounts, enhanced dental and vision, and other perks, you can expect that certain carriers are going to start offering these if they have not done so already. Kind of like a very, very popular topic here on YouTube, which is the comparison of Plan G to Plan N. We can have some, you know, pontificating of whether or not Plan G is going to be weaker as a result of the fact that you can have a special enrollment period, meaning no medical underwriting right into Plan G, and you cannot have that on, into Plan N. Those are true. But the fact of the matter, those three other matters that I just spoke about together have limited the increase in premium of Plan G to be equivalent to Plan N, and I have seen Plan G as lower premium increases on a percentage basis than in Plan N. You can go to my other descriptions, other videos to discussing Plan F, Plan G, Plan N here on the channel. The point of the videos here, not only here on Maximize Your Medicare channel, but also on Jay's Corner, is actually about the information so that actually the basis of your understanding is correct. Because we can't control what happens to the competitive market. We can't control right, the inflation rate of health care costs in the United States. You and I are not going to control that. What we can control is our knowledge about how the instruments actually work and how they will likely respond as a result. That's the entirety. It's why you need to watch multiple videos because you'll hear that I'm really not talking about a specific dollar price, right? $101 for Plan G versus $90 for Plan N. I do de deconstruct the math, but more importantly than that is the idea of how to actually look through the lens to be able to compare it is kind of complicated. You do get my empathy. There are prettier people than me. There are nicer people than me. There are people without my nasal Midwest voice. Maybe you can use a voice modulator and cover up the screen and listen to, listen to my examples anyway. Pretty sure the principles are right. Thanks for joining. Hope you've liked today's video. Be sure to like and subscribe. I can't say this enough. You know, the channel is done as what I expected it to do. That said, that leaves the great majority of 63 million people who are Medicare beneficiaries still lost. I've spoken to groups far and wide, college-sponsored programs, senior centers, libraries, national conferences for certified financial professionals, as well as high net worth wealth managers. Everyone has the same common denominator, which is they don't fully understand how Medicare works 
and therefore something comes up as a surprise when it shouldn't have been right from the beginning because right from the beginning, the options and the price and your access to those options were enormously in the consumer's favor. That's my story. I'll be sticking to it. Thank you.